about troubleshooting Zoom? No. <laughs> We've had a little bit of Zoom technical difficulties tonight, but today we're talking about troubleshooting Divi. So whatever, whatever happens, not that anything would ever go wrong with our beloved Divi. Somebody mute me. David always has his unmuted. He never remembers. Anyway, before we dive in too deep, we're already <laughs> going we're, crazy. We're deep. We're deep. We're already just out of our minds. So let's go around with our introductions. Mr. Streifler, you kick us off. Hey, everybody. Again, apologies for the technical difficulties. Uh, we are not technical, technically savvy people. We've never <laughs> used a computer before. And so we're just kind of getting things figured out. Um, but yeah, Tim Streifler here, and I'm broadcasting from San Clemente, California. And it is currently 77 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, not sure what that is for all of our Celsius folks out there, um, but you can find me online at divilife.com. All of my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, and tutorials. WPGears.com, where I have a Divi business expert course with my pal, David. I'm not sure what direction he is because I haven't seen the YouTube stream yet. Um, so yeah, looking forward to talking about this topic if we are in fact live. I still haven't fully confirmed we that we're live we're good. Yet. Yeah, okay we're, we're good. good okay good no mm -hmm. we're not we're good yes <laughs> start over, start Stop. Over. <laughs> <laughs> we totally had to call a mulligan all right Corey jenkins tell Yo, us who you are i am Corey jenkins and i am broadcasting live from the prescott arizona area of arizona <laughs> and you, you can find me at aspengrovestudios.com divi space and various other places around the web and our buddy david hey everybody this is david blackman with the jerrywaynes.com i mean hey divvy space what? studios <laughs> it's a it's an inside joke Corey knows it it's kind of funny actually remind me to tell it to you okay. um <laughs> my buddy tim up there well tim i saw the youtube and you're He's on next the side to you. you're next to me so i don't know if it's that way or that way but you're on the side it's, of it's opposite of the couch Oh, opposite of the Ooh. couch. Oh, then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good job. <All> right. <laughs> Good job. I, uh, and allow myself to introduce. Hey, I wasn't finished. I had myself. like 25 oh, you're not more websites. I had 25 oh. more websites to name. <laughs> you do have a lot of websites I'm to list. I'm just messing with you. Like, go, Stephanie, go. I'm Stephanie Hudson, and I am here representing Focus WP, a white label WordPress maintenance company. Ooh, just ooh. in case you hate troubleshooting Divi, there are people like us that can help you. Anyway, let's dive right in. Not that not that our beloved Divi would ever, ever betray us. <laughs> not that they would ever have a lot of updates or anything like that, right? But what happens, guys? You run the updates and boom, the site explodes. What's your first step? Yeah. Uh, do you want me to define? Do you, do you want to define troubleshooting? Sure. <laughs> when I, I say define, define, I mean kind of troubleshooting, giving the set up the episode, giving the topic some, some context and background and yes, I set, know. set it up. So do yeah, it. uh, Divi is a very, very powerful piece of software. Um, and if you think it's not software, then you're wrong because there is a lot of technology and power in Divi. And so with that, uh, a lot of things can go wrong. It's the, the more code, the more technology that's, that's in a product, the, the more things that can potentially go wrong, especially so with uh, WordPress products. So with WordPress, for example, there's an infinite amount of different things that can go wrong because Divi can conflict with a plugin. It can conflict with the hosting environment. Uh, there's a lot of different things that, that are happening. Um, you could be using an outdated browser and therefore have a, a poor uh, experience when using Divi. So a lot of different moving parts. And so uh, the Elegant Themes team, they do an amazing job uh, fixing bugs. Like every feature, or I'm sorry, every release has a ton of bug fixes and compatibility. You know, they fix compatibility issues with third-party products when it's not, something's not even their fault. Um, and so uh, they're doing a great job, but things can go wrong. Things still will go wrong. And so hopefully this episode, we'll kind of talk through best practice troubleshooting steps uh, so that you can uh, figure out what's going on uh, with the least amount of pain and anger 
and frustration <laughs> and hopefully right. the least amount of broken computers as well. So I know when you feel like you want to throw your computer out the window because of something going wrong that should be working. I've been there lots. Of as times. you can tell, we don't get too stressed because, hey, look at the start of this episode. <laughs> what a shit show. <laughs> and we made it. Hey, and we're, we're still here. here. I, I actually I'm smiling keyboard while we were resetting the episode. <laughs> for those who weren't on the brief little pre-episode that we had tonight yeah. we had some technical difficulties which were i don't know probably my fault every I time blame i'm in charge every I time i'm in charge COVID. it was the rona it was the no, rona you guys no. it was the murder hornets it was, it was, murder it was the murder hornets Got so it. we had to we had to call a mulligan we had to call a mulligan and we did a re-over but we're here here uh so anyway um i was thinking like before we even start talking about troubleshooting what is like before the troubleshooting even happens step zero you better have backups like whatever you're doing in our world we talk about it all the time right like back up so that you know to back that thing up so that you can then do a restore and then try and figure out in a systematic way so if you run updates or whatever happens you go even if you didn't whatever you go to your divi site and yesterday we had a client site and the whole hero image just was not there anymore and there was a couple rows that were goofed up so you go to your site you see something's wonky like that what are the possible things that that could be you guys well if you're an expert like mr jenkins and streifler you don't ever back anything up and you always cowboy code you heard that here first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, in case you don't know, cowboy coding is is live editing on your site without a uh, a backup. And actually, you could refer to it as uh, editing the code within WP Admin. So not even using like an FTP code editor to edit the live code of WordPress and your theme files, and just going for it. It used to be that. Uh, you could go and you can edit your theme files within WP admin and you could actually break your entire site and get the white screen from one semicolon. You could uh, remove a semicolon from a PHP file and then break your entire site and you can't get back into it without doing uh, FTP. Now they have some kind of uh, code validation things in place to where you can't really I mean, you might still be able to, but it's a lot harder to fully break your site within WP. Admin. Yeah, yeah, you can still do it. It's will do it. If you try hard oh, enough, it, Corey has con me, this just in. Let me tell you, you <laughs> Corey has confirmed you can still break it. <laughs> in general, don't edit code within WP Admin. That's well, just uh, not from me, but I mean from the numerous people we see in in our support forum, we see a lot of yeah. a lot of crazy stuff that uh, will verify that you can still do it. So, okay, um, so basically though, when your site goes down, where are the places like your your main places to look are? to figure out what has recently changed for starters, right? Did WordPress update? Did you update plugins? Did you update Divi? Did Divi have an update? Did some other code or content change? Did anybody else get an admin on your site? You know, those are the kind of things you want to start with. Like, what could it, what could it have been? You got to go through it in a systematic way. And then uh, once you sort of identify that, then there are some steps you can take, right? As you go through for each of those. And one of the things I absolutely hate the most is, checking to see which plugin it is. Like if you if you have a feeling it's your plugins, everybody always says like disable all the plugins and then re-add them and see which ones. Ugh. Yeah, so by site breaking, I'm assuming that we're getting like a white screen or we're seeing some sort of error code. So that, that's a good place to start. That, you know, because if it's, if there's like a, let's say like a 502 error shows up or something like that, there's a big possibility it's a problem with your with your host and it's like a, a resources issue. Um, mm -hmm. So whatever you get, you know, a 500 error or something like that, go, go ahead and like- Something Google, that starts with a five, yeah. Google Call it, your host. starts with a five. If it's like a 502 and it's, you know, indicating uh, that something's wrong with your hosting or maybe server resources, maybe start, you know, start by contacting your host. There's a chance it could be a plugin or, you know, some script on your site causing that. Maybe it's like using up too many resources, but your host is gonna be able to, to tell you that. Um, so that's kind of where to start. Just like, first off, investigate the issue. Um, right. You got to figure out what the issue is first. Find out what, what the issue is first. Uh, if you're not really seeing, um, anything logged, then you might want to go into your WP, uh, config.php and enable debug. And that's going to potentially show some more, 
um, some more context of, of, of what's wrong. That'll even go as far as like showing you like the line of PHP where potentially um, an error is going wrong. And from that, you can trace the, the directory and see, okay, it's within this, this plugin. Um, so those are kind of the steps that I take first. Yeah. Now, that's if you've got a white screen, right? Like that's a whole different situation than a yeah. And I mean, it, it's a, I, I feel like if if you weren't doing anything and you haven't done anything major anytime soon, but and all of a sudden something's not working, then chances are it's a hosting issue. And so it's you know contact them first. But if you like just install the plugin and then all of a sudden you're getting a white screen or you know you're getting uh, crazy uh, air code on the front end of the site or, or something, it's like okay, well you can pretty logically determined that it was what you just did. And so kind of as Stephanie mm -hmm. mentioned, kind of retracing your steps. And, you know, it's sometimes it's the kind of thing where you're uh, doing a lot of different things and you're trying out different plugins and deactivating and doing this, doing that. And then you you quickly check, you install a new plugin, and you quickly check, okay, it works, but you didn't necessarily check all the pages and, when, and you didn't realize that one page on your site has a conflict with that plugin and you didn't happen to test that page. And so now you, you, you know, and it, so it wasn't something you just did, but you just never yeah, checked. Or, and so, or, or maybe in the next few days you perform some other action, like you try to access somewhere from your dashboard and that's broken. It could be from something a couple of days ago, a week ago, if you haven't performed. Yeah, exactly. And, and honestly, like some people it. complain and, and hate WordPress because of these things that can happen and do happen somewhat frequently, but it's kind of the blessing and, and the curse of WordPress. It's you have d developers from all over the world developing different pieces of code that should in a perfect world work perfectly together, but often don't. And so it's like, that's like the best part about WordPress is all the, 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 the plugins and themes and, and code snippets and stuff that's out there. But that's also the worst part about WordPress too. And so it's a, you know, it's a blessing and a curse type of situation, but you can get, you can get through it. Yeah. And, um, the other thing is if you do figure out that it's a plugin that gave you a white screen, the old trick of opening up your FTP and renaming the plugin folder is a good one. Cause once you get that white screen, you can't get in to disable it. Yeah, yeah. From there, I, I always like label it like old, like plugins old. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just something I've always done, and and that'll like automatically disable all of your. I plugins. put an X at the beginning. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, let, um, let's let's uh, explain that a little more in depth for someone that doesn't know what. So basically, like if you you install the plugin and you're getting a white screen, and so it's locked you out of WP Admin, and you know what plugin it is, but you don't know how to do it. Basically, what Corey and Stephanie are saying is you can go into your uh, theme files via FTP. And uh, if you rename the folder of the plugin you just activated, it will no longer be running. And so it's basically a quick way of forcing yeah. it to or, not or, run. Or anymore. you can rename the entire plugins folder if like you're you have no idea what it is and you just want to see if indeed it is a plugin. So, so you, you know, so I've never, yeah. I've never done that. That's a good one. I, I, I've done it. Yeah. Because if you have like, you know, let's say 10 plugins, you don't want to go through each of them and you're not sure it is a plugin conflict. That's a good way to, to test. By the way, ideally, ideally you're doing this on a um, development site. <laughs> so, so let's pretend that you're doing it there, a development site that mirrors uh, the same setup as your live site, as far as like uh, server resources. Um, Sorry, I was distracted by David's comment there. So yeah, so so you go on through FTP, WP content, plugins, and if you have no idea what, what plugin it is, let's say you didn't just activate one, you didn't install a new one recently, a, a good way to do is I, I've actually renamed the entire plugins folder and name it plugins-old, and it'll like deactivate every plugin that you have. Refresh the screen. If your site comes back up, okay, it's a plugin. And, and then you can go from there and start like activating plugins again, one by one. And, and, you know, and, and see if, if one of those do break your site. So uh, ideally, that's not the way you do it. If you did just install a plugin and something breaks, yeah, go go rename that particular plugin file with, within the plugins uh, directory, see if it comes back up, and then go from there. Maybe use a different plugin or uh, talk to the plugin developer to, you know, see if there's a, a conflict of some sort. Yeah, and, and uh, on with me with Divi Life and our product support, and I imagine with you guys, Corey, you experience the same thing where a customer will will open a support ticket and be like, hey, your product doesn't work. 
hey, uh, for example, Divi Mega Pro doesn't work. It's like, okay, well, we wouldn't be selling if it didn't work. Like, I promise you it works, but let's investigate and see what it is. And we kind of go through those troubleshooting steps. Uh, and Carlos, uh, he's one of my support techs. He's here in the chat. He can vouch for this. You deactivate, as Corey mentioned, you de deactivate all the plugins and basically narrow down which one is conflicting. And so, uh, and that's the thing that I was mentioning before. It's it's not that it's one plugin's fault or another plugin's fault. It's just when you have different developers doing different things, chances are something's going to conflict. However, there are cases where a plugin is doing something wrong. And so it's happened where uh, a customer will blame us for our product when actually we'll, we'll dig into it and see that this other plugin they had on their site was actually uh, doing things not the WordPress best practice way of, of, of calling different functions and stuff like that. And so, um, so yeah, reaching out to the, the plugin developer so they can investigate um, and hopefully not blaming the, the, the product right away. Uh, we would appreciate that greatly. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> Give us a chance to look at it first. <laughs> All right. So what well, if it's now, not a plugin? Well, now that we've covered the 500 errors, can you, let's start with the 404 error. What happens when you get that one? <laughs> I'm just that means your page doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm just playing. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Carlos mentioned in the chat, um, if it's not like an immediate plugin issue and so you can't just deactivate, you know, or, or whatnot, uh, another good place to go is the support center inside your website within Divi. And you can check to make sure you have the right version of PHP, you have enough memory, those types of things. Divi has that built in to basically check all of your uh, server settings and everything to make sure that it's yeah, and, 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 and those values, like you'll come across a lot of hosts who are like, those are like extremely high on, on some of the values um, that are set, like post max and, and um, you know, like and, and some of the timeout settings and things like that. But those are those are actually set by Divi. We we take those like in our support form and tell people that you, you know, you're hosting must meet these criteria for, you know, in order to use our plugin. Well, it's not really ours. It's it's Divi's. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, Divi won't work or that it's going to like crash on your server, but it's not going to perform at its like peak, uh, you know, from what they recommend because Divi is a, a, an extremely, not extremely, a very resource intensive page builder. I mean, it's doing a lot of awesome things, has a lot of cool features built into it. Um, so it does require above your basic, uh, I'm not going to throw a host under the bus right now, but you'll see a lot of them out there who absolutely will not meet uh, Divi's minimum requirements uh, for, for resources. But yeah, that, that's a good place to start. If you get some of those red lights showing up. Um, Tell them again where it is to find this. Uh, that is under, um, geez, what, why, am I, why am I forgetting? It's uh, Divi and then Support Center. So in the WordPress admin, yeah. the Divi menu item, and then Support Center, which is the under Divi library. And this is a relatively new feature in Divi. Uh, within the last mm. two years, I'd say. Oh, it hasn't been there two years. No way. Has I it? I don't know. A year it, and a half at least. Yeah, I'd say a year oh, wow, and a half okay. to two years. A, a year and 364 well, days at least. New, that's all. Okay, so yes, I knew it. Yeah, less than two. Um, yeah, I don't, that's not a thing that I use a ton, but it's such a good one. Uh, so what if, uh, what if it's not one of these major coding things? Like truthfully, nine times out of 10, what's the issue when you go to your site and something's not working right? Gosh. <laughs> he's the cash so cash. there's so many places that you uh, can cache a cache <laughs> so there's so many places no that's what you have david cache. well i i think before we go into that because we, we talked about the plugins oh um, okay another area that the next step should be switching themes okay um if if you're i'm if so you're glad having... you're here Corey. <laughs> geek it all up yeah, if if you, if you're you know your site's crashing or you're having other issues, let's say some like WooCommerce uh, issues or other things. Um, once again, hopefully you're doing this on a development site because you've taken the steps to take backups and you update everything first on your development site, right? So so the the next step is to is to switch themes. So I, I usually keep like uh, Divi and then at least one of the WordPress default themes um installed on, on you know on, on wordpress so that way if there's an issue you can kind of flip themes and 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 see like you know if that resolves the issue 
if that's the case, you might want to reach out to like Divi support, or if it's a, if it's a child theme, you have a child theme conflict, switch to the default uh, parent theme of Divi, see if that fixes it. Then you pretty much know it's something with a, with a child theme. So those are kind of the steps. I, I usually go plugins first, or actually ho hosting server resources first, plugins, and then, and, and then to the theme. Okay. <clears throat> then what? <laughs> well, <laughs> th what then, if that didn't fix it? Well, then I mean, it's hard when you don't know what the when, issue, there's, when it's like, an imaginary issue. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's like, there's so many variables out there. Um, next, I, I know. Guess. And this is, it's so exciting. David is really, David's really enjoying this topic. <laughs> yeah, I guess next I'd go you to like, doze off a I'd bit. go to like, uh, you know, inspect element or something like that and like check check the oh, console yeah. log the console log is something that uh our buddy christian who's always i think he's here tonight he's always here he um anytime i have a weird little thing and i'm like somebody help me with this and he'll jump in and he'll say like check your console i i use inspect element all the time for css or other things like that but i always forget about that console and man can that just boom it can show you right right there what's flagged in red and what's causing what's causing some issues so that's always a yeah, and, and that's not going to show. That's not going to show every issue. I mean, definitely if there's like a script no. issue, or you know, if it's not a plugin, it's not the theme. Maybe you have some like custom script uh, that you put in like a couple years back that you forgot about. Um, you know, so yeah, the the console will show you all kinds of different errors. Could be SSL issues that'll show up in the console. Yeah, um, yeah. I had an issue with someone. We couldn't figure out with uh, it was with one of our plugins, I think it was Divi Mega Pro, and it wasn't a plugin conflict. Um, well, indirectly it was, let me, let me explain, but we, we couldn't figure it out. And finally what it was is they had a plugin that let you add custom scripts and within one of their custom scripts was some script that they added from some other thing. And the first part of the script was adding jQuery to WordPress jQuery is already included in WordPress, so you don't need to add it again. And so that little snippet of adding jQuery broke our plugin. And so it was mm -hmm. like such a dumb little thing. And it wasn't your normal thing of like, oh, deactivate this plugin type of thing, because it was kind of buried in another plugin. And so that's like goes to show like there's so many different layers of things that can go wrong. Like Corey said, a script that they added a long time ago that they never realized would cause conflicts way down the road. And it's usually because something isn't necessary or not done right or you know something like that not always but in a lot of cases well we had the the example that we dealt with yesterday with the client site was um <clears throat> i think it ended up being i wasn't the one hands-on with it but um i thought we were um it it was like something that divi didn't used to do that now it does like it was like columns or something like that so we had like nested some short codes in there to to add content or something and now it was a divi thing so it it just broke with the latest update it just didn't work with divi and it used to work with divi and it wasn't a third-party plugin and it wasn't divi's fault you know it wasn't like something wrong with divi this was an added feature so it's like that was a whole nother level of like who knew but yeah. once you figured that out and um <clears throat> another thing that i kind of wanted to say too sometimes wh what i'll do with divi if if Divi has an update and stuff doesn't work right, I just roll back the version of Divi, update everything else, and just wait. Like sometimes I don't do all the troubleshooting. Sometimes the answer is just just sit tight, and it, and you give it a week or two, watch the forums or the groups, see what if other people are talking about it, and then give it a shot, update it again, and you like you'd be surprised how many times stuff like that just goes away and is okay. Yeah. And, and on that note, I'm going to say something that might be considered controversial because the general like best, best practice for WordPress is always keep your plugins and themes up to date. Um, however, with Divi in particular, we know that if there's ever a security issue, they send out notices, they send it like through everything, making sure that everyone's aware that, Hey, we found this vulnerability. You need to update to the latest version. Here's how to do it, blah, blah, blah. And so yeah. as Stephanie mentioned, if you don't like, if, if an update broke, or even sometimes if I don't need to update, like for example, 
it's a site I'm not actively doing any building on, everything's fine. Well, then I might not update everything right away. I, like right. I might wait, you know, until I have, um, you know, three months worth of updates to do and do them all at once. That way I can take the time to test and troubleshoot if needed and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so um, just kind yeah. of throwing that out there I, that you don't I'm, have to update. I'm also going to circle back because uh, I'm, uh -oh. I'm always in the mode because I'm kind of old school and uh -oh. when I troubleshoot, I'm troubleshooting WordPress, but in Divi, they now have the safe mode that'll basically disable the, the plugins for you, you know, to where you don't necessarily have to go in and do it via FTP. Uh, you can actually, Oh, I didn't know that in safe mode. Yeah. Within, within Divi itself, it's in is the that, same area under, uh, under Divi support center. Is that and what Nigel's talking about in the chat? He says there's health check that has uh, a troubleshooting that might be a third party plugin. Is that's that a third, a, that's party, a third plugin? party plugin? And that, and, um, as of, uh, I think it was WordPress 5.2, they have like a kind of a health check, um, uh, site health check built in. Um, I don't know if you guys have, have seen that, like in the dashboard, it's actually built into, uh, to WordPress now as a 5.2. That doesn't have built in to, you know, basically put it in safe mode to disable the plugins, but Divi, um, and th this has been a while back so that they, that they've had that you can actually throw your, throw your Divi sites um, in, into safe mode. And I believe it'll only be for the admin, right? So, so the other people won't see like WooCommerce. Like oh, that's super like cool. That. But as an admin, when you're logged in, it'll, it'll disable everything and see if it resolves issues and stuff. So it, it's a nice tool. And I, I'm just like old school, uh, been doing WordPress since 2007 and, um, yeah. kind of still troubleshoot things the, the old way, but th that's mm -hmm. built in now. Do you have a really chubby monitor with like green font only? Uh-huh. Yeah. Of course. Mm -hmm. Like a terminal. He, he's been yeah. de de debugging since God was in the third grade. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm still on DOS. I, I don't use anything else. <laughs> speaking Man, of debugging, God. speaking of debugging, Tim, I was thinking that might be something important to just even define, like, what is a bug versus like something that doesn't work well with something else? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, in, in, my definition, someone who's, uh, you know, a developer programmer could correct me because I'm not a programmer. Mm -hmm. I see a bug as being independent from anything else. So for example, a bug in Divi is something that when, when it's not, it's not related to another plugin, it's not related to a hosting environment or this or that it's a bug in Divi, something that's not working the way it should be because the, the code, uh, is, you know, it's doing something not the most efficient way. And so when you do something in this weird way, then it'll, it'll cause something not to work properly. And so, you know, there could be major bugs. There can be small bugs that can only be seen with like very specific conditions. Like when you are in, uh, you know, this module doing this thing with this setting and then this happens. So that's what I see a bug. A, you, I mean, you could also call a, uh, incompatibility, a bug, uh, when there's a conflict between two plugins, you basically have code that's built by this developer over here, code that's built by this developer over here, and they're conflicting. That one's one set of codes trying to get the uh, browser and the website to do this, and then there's some sort of a conflict that's, you know, and it's either yeah. not working right or it's breaking, you know, the whole website. A lot of different results can happen, um, and so you could call that a bug. I think it's just kind of a, a preference thing. I I call it a conflict or an incompatibility. Um, mm -hmm. and so, and, uh, I mentioned it previously, sometimes it's not that, that one developer or the other are doing anything wrong. I mean, it could be that they have the same class name for, you know, CSS, yeah, same, same, same function name or something, same like function that, yeah. name. Yeah. Something dumb like that. Which um, is why you should, we should always preface your, your function, the prefixes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, or it could be that one person is not doing something efficiently. We've come across that where people say, Hey, it's. Uh, your plugin is not working. And then we identify that there was a plugin on their site that was doing something not the, the correct way. And so we basically like have to send the fix over to their developer and stuff. And so that's kind of the way I uh, distinguish the difference between complex compatibility issues opposed to like isolated bugs. Um, but I think it's just, yeah. yeah. I, I think of, good. Oh, I was going to say, and, and, and the thing is, it, obviously, Divi has a very large um, third-party uh, development ecosphere these days, and I, I, I think I, I think something um, that maybe people don't realize is like we don't have access to like beta versions of, of Divi, 
So like something something might come out and you know elegant themes might completely change something that that will break a lot of third party plugins. We don't we don't have access to know that's going to happen. So a lot of times we're kind of like um, you know chasing our tails tails around trying to trying to fix it. Might take a while for like a report to come in. Um, so there, there's there's all kinds of things that um, you know there's all kinds of things that can kind of go go wrong in that aspect. You guys are like distracting me with a with a chat here. <laughs> I know it's the worst when that comes up when I'm you're sorry. talking. David is struggling, so I would like to just give David oh. a moment here. Well, I think David. Thank you, David. I'm, what do you do when your site when you go to a site and it's not working right? What do you do? Because well, see, here, there are there Corey. are levels. Help you out, Corey. See this guy down there in the corner. Uh -huh. I, I don't know where you are right now, Corey. Something's wrong with He's the right site, below bro. you. <laughs> go fix it. And then I go, Jonathan. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Which is also not horrible advice, right? If that, if you are not a guy that's going to go like open up your WP config and feel comfortable there, call someone who is like utilize your resources and how, like, how do you, you know, so if you don't have a Corey, what do you do, David? Okay. Well here, let me, Corey's let me in a you, hospital me, in another city me, with this let baby. Let me tell you what you do, Stephanie. Here's what tell you. us David, cause right. I needed to wake you up so, a little bit. Corey. <laughs> mentioned this amazing guy, Jonathan, who's our lead backend developer. Well, several years ago, we ran into one of these issues on one of our sites that had WooCommerce on it. And we couldn't solve the problem internally between Corey and my big brain and his big brain. We had to, we had to think outside the box. So we went over to Facebook into the advanced WordPress group and we just posted our problem and said, hey, we're looking for some help. Can somebody help us? Sites doing this use the community wordpress is filled with amazingly talented people all over the world we obviously are always on facebook facebook lots of divi groups don't hesitate to go ask your question in the divi groups but that's actually how we discovered and got our lead back-end developer for aspen Grove studios uh, was because we ran into an issue that we couldn't solve so we went and found somebody and hired them to fix it for us so at the end of the day, worst case scenario, hire somebody smarter than you and pay them to go fix your your issue. Yeah, and there's, I would there, say there's and, and then even Jonathan at times comes into stuff that he's not 100% sure of and like there and, and maybe somebody before let's maybe he's not necessarily a better programmer than than Jonathan, but he's encountered the issue and did his research. So, yeah, there, there's a ton of places to ask. Divi is great with that. All of the Facebook groups and uh, for developers, there's actually a, um, a, a Divi like Slack channel with, with some of their developers in it. Yeah. And, oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. To, yeah don't be, don't be afraid to ask. I mean, even if you like, I'm in there, I'm never say anything, but I'm <laughs> part of that. Yeah. Slack. Even if you consider yourself an awesome developer programmer, there's always going to be somebody who's not necessarily smarter than you, but who's encountered the issue before. Yeah. Um, Joan said in the chat to go to the support center too. the, um, the elegant themes, I assume is what you mean, right? Joan, that's yeah. the, um, you know, they've recently, that's the, the support center has taken some heat in the past, but I know they've really ramped a lot of stuff up and they have such a huge customer base. I can't even imagine that job. Yeah. How many Divi sites are there now? Millions. One million. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, that's, um, those are all good pieces of advice. And I think also, um, this is veering on off topic, but the, we've talked about this stuff before. The earlier you can start to identify people that could help you with stuff like that, the better. Even if you aren't ready to hire a full-time back-end developer, if you can start making those relationships, even with smaller things. David, come on, you're yawning. Oh. I just gave you, I just threw you a bone. I thought you were going to go yawning. I know. It's not <laughs> Or maybe I'm going to switch to some water. Here yeah, go. it's good. Go ahead, Stephanie. Don't put on your keep head. Going. Keep so going. Keep you, going. If you start building those relationships, because I'll tell you what's going to happen. If you put out in a Facebook group that you need to hire somebody, <laughs> you will get just avalanched with horrible, <laughs> horrible stuff. Like there's so much of it. There might be some gold in there, but it's so hard to find because you will just get pummeled with private messages and stuff like that. So if you could start building relationships on things that are not overly critical, then then you have somebody that you can trust when it comes to big stuff what tim two i, I have two things two things i want to say <laughs> <laughs> you so, only get one 
the first thing is for those of us that create websites for clients, which is a lot of our viewers here on Divi Chat, use this as an argument for getting your clients to pay you for maintenance. So for example, you can say, hey, WordPress stuff goes wrong. We have a lot of powerful technology that is built into your website. Things go wrong. And something that David and I teach in our uh, Divi Business Expert course is to plant that seed early on in the conversation so they know that, hey, if I have a professional level website, I'm going to need a professional to maintain it. And so, um, so that's the first thing is, is talking about things that can go wrong in troubleshooting communicate that with your clients so that they'll pay you the professional to maintain their site. Um, cause the last thing you do is you want some angry client because they broke their site cause they don't know what they're doing. Um, and so, so that's the first thing I want to say. The mm -hmm. second thing I wanted to say is even if you are doing websites for clients and they're paying you for maintenance, that doesn't mean that you have to do the work. So I'm going to throw, uh, Stephanie, uh, a little, uh, what do you call it, David? A lanyap? A, a little bonus? Yeah, a little bone. <laughs> um, and say that Stephanie's company, you can outsource your maintenance to Focus WP so that if you don't enjoy doing the maintenance side of things, you don't have time for it, you can still have your clients paying you for it and then outsource it to Focus WP and they'll handle it for you and you still get uh, up to, to mark it up and get paid. It's the best. It's you get recurring revenue for nothing. And we, we actually do these troubleshooting techniques. Like we troubleshoot, if something goes wrong on a site that we're maintaining, we include an hour of troubleshooting. Did I sorry say for, for nothing? Hmm? Recurring, What's included in the price? <laughs> Wait, what? Stephanie will update your sites for free. For free. No, yeah. Focus exactly. WP doesn't cost anything. <laughs> no, the troubleshooting, we include an hour of troubleshooting. If anything breaks when we run yeah, updates, it's, it's way easier to like stay on top of that stuff and, um, you know, and, and do those, do those regular updates. I wouldn't suggest doing them every day unless, unless there's like security updates. Oh no. Um, mm -mm. There, there are some good newsletters to subscribe to. Um, you know, WordFence has, has a good security blog. Um, iTheme Security has a good one. And they'll put out like weekly or bi-weekly um, vulnerabilities and themes and and plugins. And I, I try really hard to like stay up on those and look through the list because sometimes there might be uh, a plugin that you're using on, on one of your sites or one of your client sites and you go, oh, shoot, I better, I better update that. WordPress, for the most part, when there is a major security update, will auto-update. And um, it'll update to like a security version. So it's not like changing the, you know, uh, a huge amount of like features and things like that on you, but it'll update and put in a security patch uh, usually automatically unless you've disabled it. Um, but I, I'd really suggest staying on top of those, um, that news as far as like security uh, issues, because that's going to open up uh, either, you know, things breaking on your site or the potential for your site to get hacked. Um, and on a dev site, try updating your site and your version of Divi weekly. If you're doing it daily, you're going to be just constantly uh, working and, and stressing off it. And uh, I, I think weekly is enough. Do you, do you guys agree? Or? That's what we do updates. We do them every yeah. week. Backups every day, though. And yeah. if it's a depend, you know, at least every day or more. If it's yeah, and, and even stuff. if even if your host says that they're taking backups. Oh my God, no. Take Don't a backup, it. use an updraft or backup buddy, whatever it is of your choice, store it uh, in the cloud, you know, um, in your drive, on Dropbox, whatever it is, always have that extra layer of backups because I've had some, some bad experiences and I've seen a, a lot of bad experiences uh, from, from customers in our support forum as well. Mm -hmm. And every time you learn a new backup thing, again, this is sort of going off the rails a little bit, but every time you start a new backup type of service, restore a site because <laughs> the it. last thing you need to do is try and figure out how to restore a site for the first time when you're panicking because your site is broken and then realize like you weren't backing it up properly or something. So yeah. Ask me how I know. <laughs> yeah. Any, anybody that's been building WordPress websites for a while has at least one backup related Ugh. horror story. And at so least, yeah. I don't think we should need to go into that today, but yeah, back up your website, back it up, like have redundancy, like back have that, back that thing up. Yeah. Back, back that, that thing, thing up, up. <laughs> have different versions. You know, like if your server has your hosting has backups, great. Utilize it for sure. But 
take matters into your own hands as well and, and have your own mm -hmm. uh, plug. The server ones, yeah, you can't always get your hands on them right away. You have to do a support ticket sometimes. And sometimes they charge you like 75 bucks or something like that even to like just just restore yeah. backups. HostGator, HostGator, I recently found out they char they'll charge you like $30 for to restore a backup or something crazy. We had a so annoying somebody in our support forum um, telling us that. So that's insane. Yeah, we don't do that. We 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 restore that. Even if you break your site, we'll restore it for you. Yeah, and I've never We're used nice. it, but there's uh, uh, solutions like I think CodeGuard is one of them, where it basically it's it's not like a typical plugin backup, where it's more like on the cloud, and so it's backing up to the cloud regularly rather than like a plugin that backs up and then sends it to a cloud anyways there's lots of different options for backups that's a whole nother divi chat episode yeah, yeah I, I i think um i think backup buddy does that they have kind of like a real-time cloud backup but it'll, it'll detect a change um you know like a file change or whatever it might be on your site and then back up what's needed on it so we're, nice. That's cool. we're stressing people out scott scott in the chat needs a xanax just hearing the word restore something broken from a backup <laughs> he's That's struggling funny. yeah it is yeah and there's people are putting all these things in there like you can get backups on aws and blah 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 yeah and, uh, it, oh thanks it's, nigel it's not really, he it's likes not really my a, focus uh, a backup episode but to me it's it's critical like a critical first step. Well, in, that was the first thing I said in the episode. Yeah, like before you troubleshoot, you have to already be backing things up before you could even get to a point where you need to troubleshoot. Yeah, yeah, definitely prepare for the worst, and yeah. uh, it, it'll come unexpectedly. Um, and weird, weird things happen. I mean, WordPress is a is a dynamic platform. It's running on you know MySQL and, and PHP, and there's all kinds of things that can go completely wrong. What you know, and and it might not be your fault um there's just all kinds of weird stuff that can happen your site can get you know can get hacked and a hacker can go in there and do weird things maybe that they won't even notice they're not necessarily going to put like viagra ads all over your home page um but there's although that can happen uh, that can happen i've i've seen i've seen that happen it's happened mm -hmm. yeah i've yep. seen all, all kinds of crazy stuff but yeah and, and there's been stuff where you know there's a plug-in why it. does having erectile dysfunction make people so angry like that they want to hack websites it's very frustrating so i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I'm just no, I, I, I think, I think it's like, a phrase I didn't think we'd be saying on the show. <laughs> Those two that's going to be a, it's gonna be a sound bite in the, uh, 2020, in the 2020 highlights. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, those hackers go and they put up those ads and then they, they have now nobody knows what to say, <laughs> however many websites and they probably get paid by some referral thing. I don't know. It just really gets got really awkward. <laughs> I know. It's so anyways. <laughs> Moral of the story, back up your site. <laughs> that's that clearly that's what we were talking about. Yeah. yeah. Moral of the story is is hard to recover. Oh it. my god. <laughs> oh, Sorry. My <laughs> it's Corey's um, fault. I, I blame Corey. It's Corey's fault. <laughs> In terms of troubleshooting, trying to bring us back it, on topic. Keep us going. Here. <laughs> uh yeah, obviously back up before another thing too is you can always do depending you know if it's a live site that gets traffic uh do your troubleshooting on a uh, staging environment or development environment you know uh, copy your site into staging and and, and troubleshoot there because it, it depending on what you're doing and what the issue is it might be a small issue you're trying to troubleshoot but um you might make things worse when you're going through the troubleshooting steps. So for example, you might have, you know, one little conflict that's not affecting things too much and you can kind of live with it temporarily. Okay. Well, when you're in the process of troubleshooting and narrowing down the issue and you're deactivating all these plugins, it's like, do you really want that on a live site when they're getting traffic? So Absolutely by troubleshooting not. in a staging environment, uh, you can kind of, uh, eliminate, uh, more bad things from happening. So just another tidbit. Staging is good. Things took a turn in the chat. I think this turned into like a drug sale kind of situation. <laughs> Somebody's dealing Xanax in the chat now. I, I, I think it. I think it's Scott. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably is. Yeah. Um. You know what we never got to talk about since I was um too early bringing it up is uh that blasted cash. Yeah. Cash me out. Cash me outside. How about that? No, and that's cachet. That's a, it's cachet. Corey, no, Corey, I rely on you to get my pop culture 
jokes. Uh, oh, uh, what's that? I'm sorry. I, I, I had a Slack message. I said, cash me outside. How about that? Okay. Uh, cash no? me outside. No, yeah. none of y'all. Come on. Cash, cash me if you can. So uh, cash we, me we, if you we, can. Yeah, we've gone over all these like t-shirt ideas with with. Brad. I know yeah. we should. We're this is what we need, Leslie. Cash, the t-shirts rules everything around me. Uh huh. Exactly. So, so you got to do your server cache, your browser cache, and your Divi cache, right? If you're. Yeah, there, there's a lot of caches. Uh, there's a lot. Mm -hmm. Divi Divi now has a a cache for for their their styling. Um, so that's, yeah, one thing you have to clear. If I had a dollar for every cash, I'd have a lot of, <laughs> a lot of cash. cash. Yeah. <laughs> if, uh, Sorry. so yeah, there's the Divi cash. And then if you're using like WP rocket or Divi rocket, or you're yep. using, you know, W3 total cash, whatever you have that cash. And then sometimes servers, like for example, uh, flywheel WP engine will have cash at that level too. SiteGround does too. Like that that one does. has got me so many times. SiteGround is a is, very aggressive caching system. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> so, so that's a good place to start with troubleshooting. Mm -hmm. And then but you never, I never think oh, of it until I'm already pulling my hair out. Like, why won't this But work? wait, there's more. Then you have- uh, <laughs> Hold on, Christian said, can you repeat that stuff? Uh, he didn't catch that. <laughs> he didn't catch that. Nice. nice. That uh, one, so beyond the server cache, you also have like Cloudflare, which has its own cache. Uh, and then you can also oh, have a CDN if you're using like Mac CDN for mm -hmm. like caching images and stuff like that. That's like a whole nother layer of cache. Yeah, you Usually you don't have to go that high up uh, in my experience when you're like troubleshooting and stuff like that. But there's there's a lot of cache out there um <laughs> there is a lot of cash out there yeah. there's a lot of caches too so there's universe flare and then cloud flare and then come on <laughs> yeah there you go exactly we've got to have more better topics for david because otherwise this is what happens <laughs> no but i was actually uh troubleshooting an issue just yesterday that turned out to be a cash tell us thing. about it so oh, I am in the process of rebuilding uh, my documentation center on Divi Life, and I'm using the theme builder for the first time on Divi Life, not the first time ever, because uh, I built the site like years ago. Um, and so uh, there was a weird display issue, and I was like troubleshooting, trying to figure out what it was. It was like breaking my header a little bit, and it turned out to be a cash issue and Stupid so caching. uh yeah it, it, and so that was the thing is it wasn't like i needed to troubleshoot something then clear the cache to see you know what changes i made it was like the issue was the cache itself and so uh that's always the best place to start oh. is clearing cache before because i actually almost went down another path before i cleared all the caches and so uh if I would have done that, I would have wasted a lot of time and effort and yeah, energy. Yeah, especially if you're working with like CSS changes or, or things like that. If mm -hmm. like you made a change and it's not appearing, go to cache. And and the more you work on it, you're just gonna know, you know, clear cl clear the cache. It's like ninety percent of problems with like working in CSS <laughs> or cache. It's so true. It's yeah. so true. It's like the cash flow, as Miro says. The cash flow issues. <laughs> cash to the next. Uh. <laughs> why do i love corny jokes so much you guys you, you nerds are the best um uh, i was gonna say something about all that too that you oh so i have a question when you with the divi cache like it caches the does the static css file that it makes so if you want to clear that do you have to clear it and then turn it off or can you just turn that off and it automatically dumps it do you know the answer to that any you technical guys i think if you turn it off and it's no longer using it. And so uh, I think that'll do the same, that'll but I, I mean, I don't think it, if you're going to be turning it off anyways, and it doesn't hurt to just clear it first. Uh, I know, but I just wondered how that, like how that worked. Yeah. In I, I, I think it, I think it disables it, but yeah, if you're, if you're like in development, I just like highly recommend just keeping that turned off. Yeah. yeah. And with, same like, thing goes with, well, and even those, um, like uh, the optimization plugins, like, uh, uh, the worst name one, auto, auto optimize, yeah. auto, auto, auto optimize. Those kind of things too are another thing to turn off if you're having trouble. And my like, one of my superpower is turning all the remembering to turn them all off and not remembering to turn them all back on again when I'm done. 
There you go. That's a good power. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> power really slows you down though, huh? <laughs> it does. <laughs> oh, so John um, has a great question here. He says, so if you have multiple caches, which most sites do, which do you clear in what order? Local to host, vice versa. Let me uh, go ahead and answer that for you. <laughs> All right, David, you take it away. <laughs> um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think it matters. Uh, it's it's not going to make a difference because it's clearing the cache, and so whether you do it, you know, local to host or, or whatnot, it's going to. Uh, yeah, it's it's all getting cleared one way or another. Yeah, start start with the easiest, which is usually just like your browser cache. Um, How do you guys do it? Just shift refresh. Yeah, and that's something that people don't realize is the the browser cache. And I think I forgot to mention that one, where your browser actually caches things like uh, CSS and fonts and, and images and stuff like that, and you don't realize it. And so, like, you could be troubleshooting an issue that is only happening in your browser, your because it's cached that issue. Right there. Yeah, and and so and that's happened a lot. Uh, Shift refresh helps. One of my favorite tricks is to open up console. Even if you're not using it, just open up the console. I mean, the um, inspector. And then you, if you right click, and this is on a Mac, I don't know if, how it works on Windows. If you right, this is in Chrome too. If you right click on the refresh button, there'll be an option to empty cache and hard refresh. Yeah. yeah and on Chrome, I think it's uh, Shift Command R does a hard refresh uh, within Chrome on Mac. Shift I thought it was just Shift R. I didn't know. Maybe, I don't you mean know. Command R? Yeah, and then there's some extensions out Commander. there to make it super easy as well. Yeah, and, and another thing too with browser cache, if you're not sure, well, it's always great to have multiple browsers uh, and then um, do like an incognito window because uh, then it, it won't load cache. It won't you know use any cookies or anything like that. And so that's a good way to test too. Yep. I, although sometimes I have inconsistent results with that. Yeah, I actually, I leave Firefox. I have Firefox on, all, on both my machines. And I don't actually use it. It's completely clear. Exactly All I use same. it for is for mm -hmm. uh, incognito. <laughs> Just because yeah. I know I know there's no history, there's no cookies, there's yeah. no cache, there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, and you can just go and clear, and if you have to, just like clear it constantly, and you're not losing all yeah. the other stuff. That yeah, you exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. Because when oh, that is yeah. is that what you do, David? Because yeah, because if you open up like Chrome to the Chrome Dev or whatever it's called, and you like really clear your history and your cache and all that, it does just so annoying. So you got to log back in. Every, you, I mean, you, you gotta, can do it without you have to like type back in Facebook.com. I know. Oh, <laughs> so annoying. Oh, uh, James Seligman in the chat says it's Control F5 on Windows. Windows hanging in there with the function keys. You got to respect that, you know. Yes. Oh, yes. and Christian just told us command R is general refresh. Command shift R is the hard refresh. That does that, make a lot of sense. That's what I said. I, I, I think I did know that too. And I was just like, sorry. Tim's like, mm -hmm. I just Christian for confirming what I said. Did you hear that condescending? Mm -hmm. I, I'm the worst at like, Wait, was that like me? Keyboard yeah, commands that was, like, that. like I'm terrible about it. So I love keyboard commands. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm a mouse kind of guy. I'd rather like have an extension and hit it. I use a computer like they do on TV. Have you ever oh. noticed they never ever use a mouse on TV? They're just like, clack, 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 clack. Yeah. And then it's like, let's zoom in on that image. That's how they do it. <laughs> on that license plate. Can you make it clearer? <laughs> clack, 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 clack. It's like clear. Just Wait, that, that video is extremely pixelated. Oh, yeah. let me just turn it to clack, 4K. Clack, clack. Click, 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 click. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, it I'm always, command... always has a green bar that says um, downloading or uploading virus, whichever it is. <laughs> um, and then a countdown that. timer until the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I. Why can't they use a mouse on TV? I don't understand. Just speaking of uh, of keyboard commands, though, I command tab all day long for on uh, oh, Mac yeah. switching between. Yep. Oh, it's just the greatest mm -hmm. thing. Yep, and then command um, tilde cycles you through the existing program, Ooh. like your Chrome Windows. Yeah, what I don't know how to do though is cycling through the tab on. It's not a convenient. It's not a convenient thing. I forget I, what it is. I, I don't use that. Off, I think we're off topic here, guys. Because I'm one of those oh, people that has like 30 tabs per window and then like 30 windows. Mm -hmm. it's the and then worst. I wonder why my computer's running slow. I know. I do love me some keyboard Tim, Tim shortcuts, one of those guys. So uh, what are we going to talk about next week, you guys? I don't know if we're going to have a show next week because nobody ever gives us any topics. Yeah, we definitely need I some think topics, it should guys. be a technical topic. 
Just, <laughs> just throwing it out there. <laughs> said it so seriously. <laughs> David wants the week off. That's why. Come on. So um, we are, we're, we have 24 in the live chat right now. That's pretty good. That's more than usual. I only see nine thumbs up though. Oh, I see Pablito. 14. I see 14. Oh, you do? Oh, okay, good. I was gonna say, Pablo, uh, yeah, get him smashing, buddy. Uh, I see 22. Yeah, Stephanie, you have to, you have to take command R, okay? <laughs> that was a good one. Now, Stephanie, you know you're leading this thing, so you're gonna have. To I know. Go. I'm leading us right into the into the gutter every time. So, final thoughts. Final thoughts. The time is later than usual, but we're we're just coming up. We on, started uh, late. Yeah. On an hour, we with our re our redo our redo started late. <laughs> Yeah. Who has final thoughts on troubleshooting Divi? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I'll just kind of reiterate what we said. I mean, you know, I think David should bring it home for us. Bring it home. Bring it home, David. Bring it home. Final thoughts. What'd you um, learn? What'd you learn today? Uh, hire someone to. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't learn that today. That's what you taught today. Yeah. It is a, it's solid advice. All right. I got a final thought. All right. Or Corey, you were going. I didn't want to interrupt you. Yeah, I was just going to kind of reiterate what we said. Don't update on live sites. If you're going to crash something, crash the dev site. Start from, uh, you know, troubleshooting from hosting, plugins, themes, console. Go from there. Do it. Yeah. And, and I was going to say, uh, like, it's, it's one of those things where troubleshooting is part of the learning process. Like, I think I said it last week or a couple weeks ago, where, like, get in there and break stuff can be a great learning experience, not on a client site, not on a, a live site that gets traffic. But, um, so like troubleshooting, like going through those steps, uh, is a great learning experience. And the more you do it, the more like, uh, it'll become second nature. So when you're actually having to go through and deactivate all plugins really quick or renaming the, the plugins folder, as Corey mentioned, or, you know, going to the support center, you'll be able to get through that really quickly. It's not like it's going to take you hours to get through all of the stuff we talked about. You'll be able to do all of it in like 10 minutes. And then you can go through that and be like, okay, now I'm stuck. Now let's go and, and, and seek additional help, hire someone, Facebook groups, whatever. Um, so that's my final thought is, uh, yeah, practice experience is a good thing. I think uh, the troubleshooting element of things is it's like the best worst thing ever, isn't it? Because it's like you're always in a crisis if you're troubleshooting something. So that sucks. But at the same time, it's like that's what our brains do, right? Like our brains say like, here's a problem. What are the logical steps that we need to take to get to figure this out? Like without just bouncing all over the place like a pinball. Like that's that that is I like troubleshooting creative issues, troubleshooting, all that stuff. So like the troubleshooting yeah. part of like saying like, what, what, what are my clues that I have? What could it be? Yeah. Like, I really like that whole, there's, there's so much information out there. So many tutorials and things, Google it, you know, um, like, like I said, if, if you're having a certain type of error, 502, 500, Google it, see what it says. And, and that'll kind of lead you in the direction. So so much good information out there. There is. And use, use your support channels. You know, like your hosting and your um, Divi, uh, Elegant Themes, all of them. Yeah, it's all good. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And then when you learn something, go help somebody else with it. All right, you guys, this has been a fun one. Uh, I dropped hour, my fidget hour. spinner, so I think it's time to end. Yeah, yeah right mine just too. dropped. Every I time I watch you using it, I have to pick mine up. I, I love David, you needed a fidget spinner. spinner today. I know. You needed one today keep you occupied luckily my headphone cord is way longer than it needs to be oh so. my goodness i was able to uh, grab my fidget spinner without having to disconnect thank god all right for more up to the minute excitement from tim streifler tune in next week tim's either like holding his microphone or i know <laughs> that I was my favorite like circle k like oh i gotta get that fidget spinner in that yeah no, this i got from wordcamp austin 2017. nice Excellent swag. Excellent swag. Excellent swag. No more. We're a swag free year. I hate it. The Rona is taking all our swag except, away from except us. Except WordCamp Phoenix. Yeah. You know, the, the, uh, the company, I mean, there's a lot of companies that are hurting right now during COVID-19, but a big one is a big industry is 
the companies that create all the swag junk that we get because all events are canceled. So I know it's not swag, no swag. It's a swag free. It's a swag free zone. Uh, so anyway, guys, don't forget, go to, uh, rate this podcast.com slash Divi chat and give us a rating. That'll open it up. Whatever your preferred channels are on your device or computer and shoot us a note. We got, um, my, I don't have the chat up anymore. John left a couple recommendations for some podcast topics, which is great. Thank you, John. Please, you guys do the same. We leave them here. Leave them on our Facebook page. Mail, mail me a letter. Whatever you want to do. Fax, We're looking for them. Fax me. Fax me. Hit that like button. And anything else? Am I forgetting anything else? I don't think so. Probably. All right. I'm sorry I messed up the first one. If it was my I'm not 100% it was my fault. But anyway, <laughs> Tim's nodding like it was your fault. <laughs> uh, anyway, it all right, you guys matter. are awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. All right, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Adios.